Hey, Nicole, are we recording? I think so, maybe. I don't know yet. Okay, well, you know, this is the Mother's Day episode coming up, so I think it might be good time for you to tell them. Ooh, are you sure? I don't know. I think so. I think it's time. It's time to drop the prego bomb? Yeah, I think I think maybe our listeners will want to know on our Mother's Day special that you're going to have a little baby. Oh, my goodness. We're growing a little gummy bear. Aw, that's so cool. Okay, well, we'll tell them after the show. Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicole Esquino. And I'm Marie Barisi. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we have a very special episode dedicated to the super women in our lives, our moms. My mom, Marie, is here to share some wisdom from her 11 years leading groups at Weight Watchers, as well as her secrets to getting a million things done each day. All right, so here we are. Welcome, mom. Thank you. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. How have you been? I've been good. A little busy, but very good. I've heard that you have some guests at your house. (laughs) Yes, we have four people at our house. And my friends tell me that the two little ones uh, should count in double. So it's like having six people in your house. I was going to actually say that it's kind of like two people and two halves. But no, I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I told the listeners how like you know, Luke wakes up and he's like immediately running into dad's room and dad's got his bed head and he's like barely awake. And Luke's like, Papa, let's play. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's 6.30. (laughs) It's too early. I know. I just brought Nicole by the house. So what's our status, Nicole? Uh, It was, uh, it's going to be amazing when it's done, (laughs) but we're not there yet. (laughs) Yeah. So there you have it. (laughs) We'll post pictures on the, when we're on the flip side. Um, Okay. So why don't you give our listeners, mom, a little bit of information about you just in general, what you like to do and all that stuff. Uh, My favorite thing to do is sewing, which I've sewn since I was a little girl. And I have a great sewing room here at this house, and I hide away there many, many, <laughs> many days, many hours. But right now, the baby's crib is in there, so I don't get to use it as much as I like. Another thing is I enjoy Zumba. I enjoy taking care of the kids. They keep me young and busy and energetic. They're so full of energy, especially Zoe. She's always moving. I call her our little tornado. Zoom, zoom, zoom all around. I know. She's so funny, isn't she? She is. is. And she talks away. So you gab back to her. So um, I think that's my favorite things to do right now. Oh, and I do belong to the sewing guild and I'm very active in that, the local sewing guild chapter. So quite busy. Yes. So Nana makes some awesome costumes and all kinds of cool things that we'll post as the uh, as the holidays go on. Very amazing sewer. 
Um, okay, so we're going to start with our sucky moment of the week. So you're going to tell us about what happened with you this week. Here's our sucky scale, one being kind of sucky, five being super sucky. One, <sighs> two, three, seriously, four, five. Okay, my sucky <laughs> moment of the week was, uh, this has happened to me several times before also, I went to the club to do my Zumba class, which I absolutely love, and they're posted on the, and I checked online before I left the house who the instructor was, and I got there, and on the door of the club was the um, notice that the class was canceled last minute no explanation and I just stand there and go ah! <laughs> and so instead of doing another workout which is this whole big huge club in front of me I turned around and went grocery shopping which is usually what I do what do you mean? Like you usually do that after your workout? Yeah. Well, th that's what I mean is I usually turn away. I don't go into the club and do something else. I usually turn uh, away and just leave. So that was my sucky moment of the week. Got it. So the inspired action could be next time to maybe stay and work out. I've been thinking about that. And <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to do it next time. Well, so we did that when you and I went, I was supposed to go to my first Zumba class with you and, or no, it was like a bar class and it was an instructor you really didn't like. So we, we did the, the elliptical, right? Right. I enjoy going to the club with somebody else and doing other things with somebody else. But when I'm by myself, I only want a class. I'm very bad about going into the club and doing other things. I'm not... A, a person by myself, usually. So I'm definitely going to be inspired to walk into the club next time, look around at the machines, and do something. Yes. You could find my old trainer, Scott, and say hi, and he'll give you some tips, I bet. But hopefully there won't be a bunch of classes. Like, is this an odd, like, does this happen a lot? Well, I think I counted, and it's been about five or six times in the past year. Which I thought it was quite a bit. Um, I think I just think the club is not adequately um, supplied with enough Zumba instructors. Well, I know a gal that's Zumba certified sitting right next to me. <laughs> I oh. definitely am. <laughs> I'll put your name on the list. Yeah, girl, let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or we could send Kelly from our studio. She's a Zumba like queen. So yeah. Oh, I could see she'd probably be really a tough class too. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kelly doesn't mess around. So, okay. <laughs> well, I just say, I mean, props to you for going to Zumba. Zumba is no joke. No, it's a lot of fun though. It's so dancey. That's what I like about it. <laughs> Dance? It's so dancey. Oh, that's great. Okay. So we're going to move on to a topic that a lot of people, um, 
are always looking for tips on, and that is diet and um, losing weight, or maybe not even necessarily losing weight, but just kind of being healthier in general. So why don't you give them a little information about what you did at Weight Watchers and kind of how that program was run? Okay, I started out at Weight Watchers 11 years ago. I was a receptionist, which is a person who just um, does talk to the members. The members come in, and you weigh them, and Members will chit-chat with you, but they're really there to hear the leader. And after a couple of years, I became a leader, and I enjoyed that a lot. Helping people, listening to their, their you know, stories, their life, what's going on. And after a while, I could see that there was this general thread running through everybody's life. They tended to have some of this, even though their lives were completely different, they tended to have the same problems with keeping the weight off or staying within what they considered a diet. So some of the things I ended up coming out away with were trying to get to, trying to explain to my members consistently that we don't like change. We fight it. We think we want everything to stay the norm. But when we think about it, we really have to get our bodies, we have to change to get our bodies to change. There's no other way. We keep, what's that saying about if you keep on doing the same thing over and over again? Mm, insanity. It, insanity, right. And expecting different results, right. So I think a couple of light bulbs did go off at different meetings with people. And another thing I always try to explain to people, it's feedback, not failure. Weight Watchers was always very big with keeping a journal, a daily food plan. And um, I used to tell them, it's a teacher, not a judge. We judge ourselves so much all day long. We always have that chatter going on in our minds. It's so much better just to look back on it and say, okay, that's what I did. And I used to encourage my members, write it down. Just because you didn't write it down doesn't mean you didn't eat it. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> right. So, it doesn't count. <laughs> right. Exactly. The slice, the really skinny sliver of cake, you know, has no calories. Yeah. And even like as a mom, I've noticed, I remember reading and some of my friends told me like they would always clean up their kids' plates, like whatever the kids didn't eat, they would just like shovel it in their mouths. And they're like, there's all these extra things I'm eating. I don't even realize. And I think they don't count, you know? Exactly. And now that the kids are here, I'm finding myself doing that sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to stop this. I know. Well, because we grew up with like the clean plate club where you were supposed to clean your plate. And now that's really not the philosophy, right? Exactly. No, just eat until you're satisfied. That's the other thing we try and explain to our members. You don't need to have that Thanksgiving feeling, we call it, where you're pushing yourself away from the table because you can't even breathe, you're so full. You don't need that. Another thing is we stress activity, and it doesn't have to be belonging to a health club. It can just be out walking in your neighborhood, walking your dog. It can be doing simple um, exercises in your house. It could be dancing around your house. It could be anything that you enjoy. Because I've tried to stress to my members consistently, did you ever regret working out? And I've never, in the nine years that I led meetings, never once did I have anybody say, 
oh, I'm so mad at myself that I did that workout. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and then turn that around. How many times are you disappointed that you talked yourself out of it? So don't even yeah. talk to yourself. Just do it. So the, isn't it the Nike thing? Just do it. Just do it. Right. So it's basically helping people, you know, listening to their lives and what challenges they have. And um, I just really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah, I know you really, really liked it. Um, Nicole was just talking about a little tip that her and Vic do. So we, I think you heard um, one of the first episodes we did where she talked about putting the fork down in between each bite. Yes. Very good. Do you talk about that? Yes, we do. We do. That's one of the tips that we try and encourage people to do. Put your fork down, chew your food, then pick up your fork again, take another bite, put your fork down, chew your food. Um, Another thing is also we would tell people try and eat with your non-dominant hand. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. (laughs) It is. So... um, yeah, that's like when I go to an Asian restaurant and I try to force myself to eat with the chopsticks. When I'm really hungry, it's really hard because I'm like, I just want to shovel this in. Smart. Yes, that's a good. Yes, that's a very good tip. Even at home, you could eat with chopsticks if you're yeah. not proficient with them. And we have a new tip that Vic and I have been working on where you we set a timer. I love timers of all kinds, but we we set a timer for 10 minutes and then you eat the same principle of like putting the fork down. But you eat for 10 minutes and then at 10 minutes when the timer goes off, you put the fork down, you push your food away from you and you set another timer for five minutes and then you don't eat. You're only allowed to drink water during that time frame. And it's kind of like a a resting period to help you realize if you're full or not. And then after your five minutes is up, then you can start over and you have another set of 10 minutes. But what usually ends up happening during that five minutes is you realize, okay, I really am full. That's a great tip, Nicole. Oh, it's super fun. Yeah, yeah, the timer queen over here. I know. I like that. Did you get that from your health insurance? I did. That came from oh. the same thing where I did the um, the fork, where I learned about the fork program. It was the same same concept. And, like, we literally, Vic and I both have timers on our watch now. And, like, while we're eating dinner, he'll just, like, set the timer. <laughs> and it's totally normal now that it goes off and then we push our plates away. You guys are hilarious. I can't even imagine, like, what this is like on a day-to-day basis yeah. in your house. <laughs> totally normal now (laughs) it helps it helps with that thanksgiving feeling like you were talking about because vic is like hardcore if i don't feel ill after eating then i'm not really full like that's how he (laughs) that's his whole philosophy on eating like the guy cannot go to buffet style foods like any of that kind of thing he's a dude he's a dude (laughs) we decided our next podcast is going to be that's such a dude thing because like there's certain (laughs) things that are just guy things you know yes there are a lot of them that's true yeah, like John's, I'm going to out John now, but his is like, he calls it a midnight snack. And I'm like, what? What is, well, we don't stay up till midnight anymore, but we used to. And he would always just eat like, you know, junk. And I'm like, it, it was like a thing. And he, <laughs> the way he said it was like, it's a thing everyone does. Like, you know, eat, everyone eats dinner. Everyone has a midnight snack. And I'm like, no, it's not a thing and it's not good for you. You know, <laughs> he's right though. Most men do do that or it's, do it if they can get away with it. Think about snacking at night. They're the ones who probably snack more than we do. I did find some sort of pie thing hiding like somewhere <laughs> that I know is dad's midnight snack. <laughs> I went to go like pick up something for Zoe's birthday party and I'm like, what is this? And it was 
cake or something. I don't even know. What is that? That was dad's pie. I have to hide it from him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's silly. He'd eat the whole pie if he if it was out. So oh, I give him a yeah. dessert every night and I have to hide it. That is funny. No, that's, yeah, we used, my mom has to lock up the Christmas cookies every year because my dad will just tear into them. Right. Well, and your brother's not so ouchy on that score either. No, but I can't say much because I'm like, if you gave me a bag of Cadbury eggs, I'd probably pound them down too. Or in my, in my younger days, I'm better now. Good. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to move on um, from eating. And we're going to move into the Ask Coach A Wag segment. So if you have any questions, please send them into podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and we can help you with all kinds of things, time management, eating, nutrition, exercise, yoga, life, you name it. So send us something fun and we would love to feature it. And we're also going to start featuring our listeners' sucky moments. So if you have a sucky moment, which we know you do, Send it to us. Give us the story. Rate it one to five, five being the worst, and give us your inspired action. So we have Mariana writes, I would love some tips for entrepreneurs on how to organize and schedule your days. And Miss Mariana just quit her like amazing corporate job to to be a free agent in life and start her own business. And she's in Bali now and she's heading to California and Congratulations to you, girl. But um, I thought this actually tied in really well with some of the things that um, I've talked about in the past about um, my mom being so good at getting a ton of stuff done in a day. Like, I feel like you, we always call you the Energizer Bunny because you have like an on switch <laughs> and an off switch. It's true. And when you're, it's true. I don't know. Like, I didn't inherit this part. I'm like, where, I, where are the genes for this? Because I didn't get this. But you get a lot of stuff done in a day. And so some of them actually relate to Mariana's question, which is stuff I've been working on as kind of an entrepreneur and scheduling my own time. So, um, okay. So Nicole's going to hop in and, and read them. And then mom, you can give us your take on them. So the first one is to stay focused. So Marie, how do you stay focused on your daily task? Well, it depends on the day. I'm, if I have a task, I stay with it until it's done. An example is laundry. I do it once or twice a week, not every day. Same with ironing. Same with grocery shopping. I don't, and if I go out, I make sure I have more than one stop. I do batches of things. Oh my gosh, we are like, we are torn from the same cloth. Like that is exactly <laughs> how I do everything. Like Thursday is laundry day. Like if it's not in there on Thursday, it's not getting washed, guys. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, okay, so the second tip is to batch your tasks. Okay, just what you said. I like to keep a schedule. Tuesdays and Saturdays, I watch the kids. Mondays and Wednesdays are for sewing if nothing else is going on. Thursdays and Fridays are usually for my sewing guild events. And mornings are for exercise and any kind of shopping or errands I have to do. Um, I try not to deviate too much from that. And I'm not saying I never do, but that, that's how I think I get a lot done. Yeah, this is huge. So this is something that I haven't necessarily been great at. And I'll say like this new coach I'm working with for my business is helping me a lot with this. And so going back to Mariana's question, I think this is really important for entrepreneurs because it, there's an endless number of tasks to do and you don't have someone saying, okay, well, here is the most important or here's a deadline. Like you create all of your own deadlines. 
you're your own boss, you create your own, you know, your own raises, like, you know, you hire your own people. And so you have to stay focused. And so what I generally would say is you want to think about what are the major things that you want to get done every single week. So it could be that you have to do finances and you have, you know, like for me, it's like Friday is now all coaching days. So we podcast and work on all types of coaching things. And then yoga, yoga sport is Tuesdays. And so I teach and I do all my yoga stuff in the morning for the business and work with Nicole and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and before it was just kind of like whatever I had time, I would just get on my computer and start answering emails and like try to get my into my to-do list. And it gets, it just gets to be a little insane, but I think that can be the same way with any job and with house tasks for sure. And I, I don't, I don't batch my house tasks. I think that might be why I feel like I'm always doing laundry. Yes, you do. You, you, you constantly are putting things into the washing machine instead of waiting for, I think maybe it comes stemmed from back in my day, it was very strict. You had only the whites together, only the darks together, only the bleach, only the towels, only the sheets. Whereas today, so many things are basically the same thing. So you're just kind of throwing all kinds of clothes together, items together in the washing machine. So that's what I think why people cycle that way now and they constantly are doing laundry. Instead, I just like to pick one or two days a week and be done with it because what, there's those things I don't like to do. So I want them done quickly. Just like iron. I'm sorry. I do batch my ironing. No, it's okay. I batch my ironing <laughs> I do it once every year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I know. I just went and pulled out all my shorts for the summer, and I was like, these all have to be ironed. These, I'm never going to wear these. <laughs> Our generation doesn't iron like yours did. No. it's Yeah, it's not a thing for us. So, Okay, so batching is really helpful. I'm going to try that. And actually, maybe we can get Nicole to share. She has this amazing calendar that I've seen of like house tasks, don't you? Yes. I'm, I'm really good at batching the house stuff. I have like a little, this is from my elementary school days when I would chart everything with pictures. And so I have like a Monday through Thursday chart that Vic, Caleb and I follow for um, our daily chores. And it's magic. Like Caleb is a machine. He gets home from school, takes care of his chores and starts his homework. Like he knows, and we don't even talk about it. Like it's just part of your day. It's awesome. Oh, okay. We're going to post that on the show notes. That's awesome. Okay. All right, and the next one is to multitask when possible. All right, I my thing is when I'm watching TV, I also be, do beading and knitting, crocheting. Those are the kind of things that I don't have to concentrate on or hand sewing. I can still watch TV. I try and multitask that way. I've learned, though, you can only do so many things. You can't be the cat in the hat and do too many things at once. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you don't want to get too sometimes when people multitask they get totally unfocused and then they they're not actually accomplishing anything. So yeah, I think it depends. I like to multitask when I'm watching TV. Like I like to do something else like that or like fold laundry and things I don't love to do. I like to do them while I'm watching TV. It drives John crazy though because he's like we're watching a show. Really? <laughs> He's like offended when I'm, you know, folding up. <laughs> I love it though because it, it like makes me feel like I'm being productive while watching TV. So I'm like, okay, you can watch the show because you're doing all these other great things. I know because we're all wired that way, but John is a dude and he just likes to relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch TV. No, I get that. I see it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could use a little more of that in our lives. Let's be honest. 
Just a little more <laughs> relaxation. That's true. Yeah. So really all of these things can relate to being an entrepreneur or they could relate to a job where you work for someone or they can relate to daily things in your life. So it's kind of neat. But um, a couple other tips that I have are saying no. And Mariana, this is big as an entrepreneur. I'm really still working on this one. Just like a lot of people like want your time and they want to have coffee and they want to have lunch and um, all these different things, which I want to do all of these things. But the amount of emails and appointments that I could have is crazy. So I have to really watch and decide like, how do I want to spend my time and what kind of time do I have? What's realistic? But I think most women that I work with at least have trouble saying no. So, I mean, can you relate to this, Nicole? Oh, yeah, for sure. Saying no is is tough. I had to get really comfortable with the idea of disappointing other people, but understanding that if I have to say yes to them every time that I'm saying no to something else that I should be doing. So you have to allow it to get uncomfortable and say no so that you can take care of all the things you need to do. Very yeah. good point, Nicole. Yes. Right. Yeah, it really is. And then um, be really strict with your schedule. So, I mean, it's like when you batch the days, you as much as you can stick to that, you know, you, you have your schedule, um, staying clear on your intention and what you need to get done. So for some people, especially when you work for yourself, I recommend doing this like on us. I always call it like the Sunday night meeting with yourself, like spend 30 minutes, pour a glass of wine and plan your week. These are the must do's. These are the would like to do's. You know, these are the things I need to do for self care and schedule all those out so that you have a clear plan um, and then another one, and this kind of depends on how you work, but removing clutter can be a huge thing. Some people can work with chaos around them and it's totally fine and helps them be creative. Like for me, it just adds anxiety and stress. So keeping your space clear and getting that kind of stuff done. I know I use that as a procrastination tactic to, I just start cleaning. My first task when I get to the studio every morning, like I take off my shoes, I put up my backpack and then I literally clean the desk cause I share the desk with like 25 other people. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I need to reorganize back to like the way I like it. I put everything back the way I want it to be. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to start the day. <laughs> well, we're in mom's sewing room right now and I think you're okay with chaos. I've decided. <laughs> it looks like chaos. This is not bad. You you should see some of my friends sewing rooms. And one thing with sewing that unless you sew a lot, you don't realize there's a lot of items. It's not just a piece of fabric and some thread. There's many, many notions that we use, um, different types of fabrics, books, projects. We call them UFOs. We always have unfinished objects going <laughs> UFOs. That's great. <laughs> so that's why my room looks like chaos. I mean, even just my ironing items. I because I sew, I have a I have three irons, I have um oh what's it called? A little sleeve board, I have press different kinds of press cloths, I have oh just many more things than you, and a normal person would have. So that takes up room and it looks like a mess, but I know exactly where everything is. That's pretty awesome. Well, and you also have the very important Angela Wagner yoga DVD right here. <laughs> yes. And the Golden Girls season one that I gave you. <laughs> yes. I love the Golden Girls. <laughs> My entertainment while I'm sewing. I know. We used to watch that on Saturday nights when I was little. It was so fun. Yes, it was. Sweet memories. Sweet memories. Okay, so our try this for the week, Nicole. What are we going to have them do? 
And I'm really pumped about this one. So the try this is to batch your days. Go through, plan your schedule out, make a list of common tasks. Start with something easy like your household things, laundry, cleaning, and make yourself a schedule. And then use the schedule for the whole week and see how it works and see if you save any time or what comes out of it. All right. Well, thanks, Mom, for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. This week's shout out goes to our awesome moms. And here is a tribute from our listeners. Mom, I love you because you feel like coming home. You're home to all my joy, disappointments, heartaches, mess ups and triumphs. You carry the load, not just for me, but for all the people you love. You're the ultimate burden bearer. You find all lost things and can make magic with butter, brown sugar, and pecans. You have taught me that there is always something to watch on TV during baseball season. A borrowed plate should never be returned empty. A hot bath cures most ills. Ironing is not optional, mostly. Baked goods should be made often and shared generously. And if you're going to half it, don't do it at all. Love, Dixie. Mom, I love you because you embody the concept of unconditional love. I really do believe that no matter what path I chose in life, you would have supported me and loved me. I think this is one of the most important things that a kid can have growing up. You taught me to read and gave me a love of reading. You taught me how to follow a recipe and basic skills in preparing my own food. I came into cooking very late in life, but when I got into it, I observed just how good you were at it and made it all look effortless. One of my favorite memories is when we went to Hawaii in 1988. One of the attractions of the island was to ride to the top of an active volcano and then bike down. We were the only ones who wanted to do it because you had to wake up at 3 a.m. That and every single roller coaster you ever took me on. Love, Tony. Mom, thank you for always being my best friend, even when I didn't realize that's what you were doing. Love, Nicole. The thing that always pops into my head when I think about how much my mom loves me is the following. Once in college, I found out I had to have surgery a day or two later. It was too late to get a flight, but there was no way my mom wasn't going to be there, so she rode a bus all night from California to Texas to be here before I went into the hospital. Hashtag mama bear. Hashtag only a mom. Love, Evelyn. Mom, I love you for all that you do for our family and others in the community. You always make holidays very special. You fill your home with decorations which create festiveness, warmth, and connection. I have fond memories of our annual trips to Colorado where we have amazing views of Pikes Peak, going to the Broadmoor for a walk around the lake, or having a glass of wine outside the El Colorado Lodge. Our annual mother-daughter trips have been so special to me. Thank you for teaching me to be strong and to be resilient in whatever comes my way. Love, Renee. Lessons my mom has taught me. It takes a mighty fine man to be better than no man at all. She taught me to be very independent and not to lean on my husband to make me feel whole. And I don't take any You can't reason with a crazy person. There are people you come across in life who will never agree with you, and that's okay. I'm so fortunate to be raised by someone who taught me that I could do anything, that I have value and am worthy of respect and love, and that it's okay to be flawed and have feelings. You were the Kool-Aid mom for so many of my friends and still take kids of all ages under your wing. You gave up a lot to raise us, but you have never made us feel like a burden. Love, Amanda. Mom, I'm so grateful that you're not only my mother, 
but also my best friend. Love, Brandy. Mom, I love you because you have always been so strong. You have pushed me to be a better version of myself. I love that you take care of me when I'm busy by making Korean meats and side dishes and freezing them in individual packages. It brings me joy when we text and you find a new animated emoji and write in Konglish. What haven't you taught me? But something I know a mom normally doesn't teach her daughter from a young age, don't squint when it's sunny outside or you'll get wrinkles way faster. Let's just say, now that I'm older, I can't deny that you weren't right. Love, Susan. Mom, you are definitely one of a kind. We are quite different in temperament and energy for sure, which I've learned to appreciate as I've gotten older. But mostly, I love you because you have truly lived a life of giving. I will never forget how you tore up the dance floor like it was going out of style at my wedding. Lady, you were on fire, and it made the night pure perfection. You've always told us there's a solution for everything. While it's hard to remember that in the heat of the moment, it is true. We may not like or love the options, but there are always options. Love, Karen. Mom, I really admire how hard you have worked your entire life, especially now that I'm a mom. You have selflessly dedicated yourself to our family for 30 plus years, and I really don't know how you do it. You owned a business, work full time, and were an amazing mom. Basically, Superwoman. Love, Kali. And finally, a tribute to my mama, Marie Barisi, who is my love. Words really can't express how inspired I am by you. You are my best friend and my hero. You have an endless source of energy, love, and willingness. I feel so lucky to be your daughter and that Luke and Zoe get to have you as their nana. You're simply the best. Love, Angela. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. You can find the show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Coach A. Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.